The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nations, bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are somehow still up and Adam with us. We are live for our Dallas Cowboys post-game show here on the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel. Please subscribe here to the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel. The Cowboys falling technically on Friday night to the Arizona Cardinals, 16-19, to the final score. The Cowboys now technically 0-2 on the preseason, but nobody cares about the score. Nobody cares about the win-loss record. What we care about is the progress made. What we care about is the status of certain Cowboys. The injury bug bit rather hard on Friday night. So uh, we have a lot to get to. We have winners. We have losers. We have honorable mentions. We have uh, some highlights to get to. By the way, we'll have a full video's worth of highlights on Saturday morning available for you as well because we never sleep. In fact, that's kind of the theme here uh, when it comes to Friday night's game. Uh, let's start off here with, with some comments. Christopher Lopez says, I think the offense played better in the third quarter. I agree. Things did kind of get together. Romeo agrees. His offense did wake up in the second half. Uh, George just coming at just CB Nishan Wright just wants to talk about Nishan. Uh, Romeo also says defense is definitely looking better all around. Christopher adds that Cox played solid. Nothing spectacular, but solid. I agree with that. Jalen says Keanu Neal looked good, though, and Micah Parsons. Yes, it was a very, 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 very promising night for the Dallas Cowboys in certain capacity. Let's start with some highlights from this game. Uh, let's start with actually before the game, just because this is such a, a big talking point right now with the Cowboys. Dak Prescott didn't play in this game, but did throw, which is an important sign of positivity and optimism moving forward.
Great to see Dak looking good, looking promising. We like that very, very, very much. Uh, but let's talk about this game in particular now that we got that out of the way. The big play, I think, you know, we talked last week when we had our post-game show here. We do these after every Dallas Cowboys game, by the way. We do also podcast these uh, for you if you prefer to listen to them. Maybe you're on the go. By the way, this week, the Blog and the Boys podcast network surpassed 1 million downloads on the year that is 2021. So thank you to all of you who listen to us. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast podcast network and leave a rating and write a review but the first thing tonight a very important thing Keanu Neal got the party started the Cowboys now have turnovers from both Micah Parsons and Keanu Neal on the board in the preseason Well done. Well done, Keanu. Well done. Well done. This is exactly what we want to see. Strip that ball out. Rip that thing out. That's what we want to see from our Dallas Cowboys linebackers. Hillary Molly Vegas says, woohoo, a million. I agree. Uh, Louis, I think it's Louis, might be Lewis. Uh, you know, it's always a, a tough situation there. It says, this defense is going to be tough. I agree with you, um, it, at least in terms of, uh, you know, the, the starting defense. Um, we've got John 6005 says, who is replacing Gallimore on the roster in week one? It was an unfortunate night for the Dallas Cowboys on the injury front, as mentioned. Neville Gallimore, uh, you know, Really just unfortunate situation. Left the game in the first half and was pretty much immediately ruled out for the rest of the game. Has a left elbow injury. NFL Network CN Rappaport tweeting that he was in a lot of pain and will have an MRI tomorrow to determine the severity of it. So we are definitely hoping and praying for Neville Gallimore that things work out for him. Um, let's see. Let's get back to some highlights, though, as we continue uh, to let's let's talk about winners. Let's kind of focus on this side of things. Uh, I think Keanu Neal is an obvious one. We'll get there in a minute. But Lyle Collins did not play a ton this was our first kind of action seeing Lyle Collins play in the Dallas Cowboys uniform in over a year in like a year and a half and he looked pretty good doing it Lyle look at this look at the way he's handling this boom all right that's what we want to see from Lyle We are talking winners and losers from Friday night's preseason game for the Cowboys against the Arizona Cardinals. If you have a winner you want to discuss, go ahead and let us know in the comments, whether you're watching on our YouTube page or on our Facebook page. We'll start off with Keanu Neal. I don't think there's any doubt that Keanu Neal uh, is a winner for the Cowboys. If you recover a fumble like Micah Parsons did last week, you are going to be a winner. If you force that fumble like Keanu Neal did, you are going to be a double winner. Winner Keanu Neal, I think, is the most obvious winner. And really, the fact that we have seen now the two linebackers that the Cowboys added this offseason, the primary linebackers that they added, Micah Parsons, the first-round pick, Keanu Neal, the biggest free agent acquisition. In terms of name recognition, that is a really positive step in the right direction for the Cowboys organization, for their ability to evaluate talent, for Dan Quinn's defense, et cetera, et cetera. The other one that we're going to talk about right now, Lyle Collins. We just played the highlight, just played the clip. Lyle is really looking promising, and that is something that is going to go a long way. This offensive line, we all know, was challenged in the depth department last year. This wasn't a terrible game for Ty and Secchi, and so that's kind of a good thing, too. But Lyle Collins playing well is something that we all certainly want to see. Now let's see what you have to say in terms of your suggestions 
for winners. The lunatic says Dorrance Armstrong. He is quietly having a solid preseason in camp. And you know what, the lunatic? I agree. Dorrance Armstrong, I am writing about this while we are uh, having our conversation. This article will be up at blogontheboys.com on Saturday morning. And my five winners, I do have Dorrance Armstrong in the mix, which will make Jerry Jones very happy. We know that he loves Dorrance Armstrong. Had two sacks on the night in the first half, albeit, and almost had an insane tipped interception that he almost came down with. Dorrance Armstrong really coming along. Really, we've been waiting for this for a long time. Nice to see that progress being made. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, definitely a winner tonight. Let's see who else you have as winners. Uh, we've got a lot of love for Ben DiNucci. Romeo Plata says DiNucci had a pretty solid game tonight. Uh, let's see here. I know we had some other comments for DiNucci. Kevin Clark says the Nooch. Uh, Jalen says winner Ben DiNucci. And you know what? I am not going to go far enough to say that Ben DiNucci is a winner for me, but he definitely is an honorable mention, as is Garrett Gilbert. Sorry to spoil that. But uh, both Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert are honorable mentions for me. Um, I, again, it's hard to really say that Ben DiNucci is a winner. I suppose he wins in the context that uh, he had to have a great game to keep his chances at making this team's roster alive. Um, but um, overall, still not a winner for me, but a very positive step in the right direction. I still don't think that he is going to be on this roster, uh, but still a nice moment for Ben DiNucci. In fact, uh, all of you talking about the touchdown, the Cowboys have now played two preseason games. They have scored one touchdown, and it was thrown by Ben DiNucci. Play fake. DiNucci with time. Touch pass. Beautiful touchdown. Cowboys have the lead. Brandon Smith. Look at that. I mean, who isn't happy for Ben DiNucci? I mean, seriously, who is not happy for him? Now, I will say I also have Garrett Gilbert as an honorable mention. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got Christopher Lopez says Gar Gilbert gets QB2 in Danucci practice squad. Totally fine with this. I mean, I have zero qualms with it. Uh, but, I mean, Garrett Gilbert, to me, the reason Gilbert's an honorable mention is he was fine. He wasn't amazing. I don't even think Ben DiNucci was amazing. In fact, if you look at their stats for the night, Cooper Rush finished 7 of 13 for 89 yards. We're not giving him any real love here. Garrett Gilbert, 7 of 16 for 80 yards, a rating of 59.4, the lowest of the group. Ben DiNucci did have the touchdown. He was 6 of 14 for 46 yards on the evening. Also, Ben DiNucci had a chance to go win the game um, and didn't, and not to kind of harp or, or kind of just dwell on that. But um, that is a factor that I think we all have to consider here. So uh, it is what it is. But Garrett Gilbert looked serviceable, looked fine, looked competent. And really, I mean, that's an important thing right now with given the state of the Cowboys quarterback position. So Garrett Gilbert, an honorable mention for me. Let's get back to winners. Whether you have a winner, you have a loser, you have an honorable mention. What do you want to say? Let us know whether you're watching live or not. If you're not, you can just you know, shout it out loud wherever you are. But uh, we talked about his winners, Keanu Neal, Lyle Collins, and Dorrance Armstrong. Another winner for me. Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox, we've been waiting for a long time. All right, we've been waiting forever to see this dude pop. You know, we've seen a billion training camp highlights. We've had a lot of fun talking about different players. Micah Parsons has captivated our attention, obviously, at the linebacker position. I thought Leighton Vanderish played okay tonight. He had a great open field tackle early on. Jalen Smith, people are going to say things. But, I mean, I really thought that Jabril Cox played well. We saw, He just he popped. He flashed. He was, he was you know, 
in the backfield. He was moving side to side. We saw some of the coverage skills that made him, obviously, the draft pick that the Cowboys took in the fourth round. I thought overall it was a solid step in the right direction for Jabril Cox. And given that we hadn't seen any of that to this point, I think that that really puts him in the winner's category. It's so hard for Jabril Cox, as we've talked about several times here on our shows and on our podcasts, it's so hard for him to flash because there are so many players at that spot. It's so hard for Jabril Cox to get opportunities because everything is going to Micah, to Jalen, to Layton. I mean, there's a lot of linebackers to Keanu Neal. The lunatic says uh, Jay Cox is showing that knowledge and flow to the ball. Hillary says Jabril Cox will be a good player. Totally agree. Totally agree. Jabril Cox, great moment. Uh, but let's keep going. Our final winner, all right, our four winners so far, uh, we're going to get to losers. And I think you all are going to feel very passionate about one in particular. Uh, we want to be as kind as possible here. But we've got Keanu Neal. We've got Lyle Collins, Dorrance Armstrong, and now Jabril Cox as winners. Look, I'm in an optimistic mood. I've had three root beers tonight. I don't have a problem saying it. Hunter Nicewander. All right. Hunter Nicewander is a winner to me. I know you're going to roll your eyes and say, like, are you serious? Hunter Nicewander is also competing for a roster spot on the Cowboys and had a rough showing last week in the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. You're all mentioning the Sean Wright. No, again, not to spoil it, but we do have honorable mentions to get to. Hunter was perfect tonight. He he was perfect. He did not miss a single kick. That's a hard thing to do in the NFL. And so the fact that he's doing this as a punter is impressive to me. Does it mean he's going to be the kicker of the Dallas Cowboys? No, but I think he deserves some love. So congratulations to Hunter Nicewander, uh, our winner here tonight. So uh, let's get to our losers. Uh, so we've talked about winners. Uh, Kevin Clark, by the way, says no eye rolls for Nicewander. Appreciate it, uh, Kevin Clark. So let's start with your top loser, your number one loser. I wish we had a nicer way to put this, but we don't. And loser doesn't mean that they are personally losers. It just means that their stock fell their stock was lowered their stock lost as a result of the preseason game tonight friday night on the road against the arizona cardinals the last road game for the cowboys by the way until they go to face the tampa bay buccaneers in week one kevin is the first to say it uh on our facebook feed uh connor williams uh andre says loser connor williams manny connor williams uh at center um and i think that that's the important thing to specify this is very obvious. Connor Williams at center is not going to work. All right. I mean, I don't have a problem. Ultimately, the Cowboys went down this path that they tried to explore what Connor Williams could offer as a center that they wanted to see. Maybe they I'm let's let's play a little bit of Connor this evening. It was it was not good. As you can see, boom. I mean, that, like this, this looks like when I'm Trying when I'm on the fringe on the golf course and I just duff my shot and it goes two yards. I mean, these these are not great moments for Connor Williams. And so that is concerning. All right. Uh DFW uh AV Geek 521, a mouthful for me, says, Oh yeah, definitely Connor Williams. Um now Travis Bush says, call up Jumbo Joe. Joe Looney retired, as far as we're all away aware of. Now, here's the thing. The Reaper, let's be careful uh here, because this is a, a late later show. Says, didn't Connor McGovern play center in college? Why don't we try it? So I don't understand this. And I, I'm I'm not trying to knock the Cowboys for this because I I am I am in favor of exploration in the name of getting the best assembly of offensive linemen that you can. If Connor McGovern at left guard and Connor Williams at center is a better overall five than Connor Williams at left guard and Tyler Biotish 
at center, then okay, I can understand it. Like the thought of that makes sense to me. And I can see, you know, if, if you and I, if we are, if we're having some root beers, I got another one here. It's like I said, it's late. We got to stay up. Um, we're having a good time. We're having a couple water burgers, you know, and you say, man, you know what? I think we should try this. Okay, cool. I'm with you. Let's try that. But the results are what they are at this point. This might be the, the thing that I feel the most passionate about after this game. The thing that I am most confident in is that Connor Williams at center is not a viable option for this team. Why is he starting ahead of Tyler Biotish at center? That's a hard question to logically answer. It, I suppose you could say that the answer is that the Cowboys want to see what it offers. Now, there's a great point here. Um, let's see here. I, I'm looking for this. Uh, I saw this a moment ago. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Here we go. The lunatic says, how can you evaluate players when you have a bad snap play? That's a great point. This whole purpose, you know, the reason we're up so late is because Cliff Kingsbury and Mike McCarthy wanted to practice every nitty gritty little detail, like calling timeouts and icing kickers, even in the preseason. But if you're going to treat things that seriously and you want to get a proper valuation of different players, yeah, you kind of have to have good center play. You kind of have to have good quarterback play. That's a reason why we talked about playing Ben DiNucci being something that wasn't necessarily going to work out for you long term. Now, Ben DiNucci played well tonight, and that's fine. Um, you know, good for him. He was an honorable mention for us, as mentioned. But Connor Williams, again, this is – I don't know who this is most unfair to. This is really unfair to the overall team. This is actually kind of unfair to Connor. I mean, because here, here's the other thing is Connor Williams is entering a contract year. Why are you going to have this dude switching positions in a contract year to a position that he is clearly not working? Um or not, not, not prospering at. Uh, let's see here. Hillary Mallory Vegas says I've had so many questions about their decisions about the offensive line since last year, but I don't know anything about coaching. Um, you know, I, look, th this is a fair thing to wonder about. Now, Finster says have to calm down. Williams isn't starting over Biotish. I look at this point. I don't know how anyone could see that that would be a good idea. Not that you're saying that. Um, they're seeing what he can do. So far, he can't do it. And you know what? Hopefully, the results from tonight's game, from Friday night's game are, you know, something that steered the Cowboys in the direction of saying, we saw it, we didn't like it, we're not going to do it again. That's ultimately what I think all of our collective point is, is that the Cowboys need to say enough is enough. Let's go back to Connor Williams at left guard. And if they don't have confidence or enough confidence in Tyler Biotis, just say that. Don't try to work this out and treat us like we don't know. James Newton says, try McGovern at center. It's Connor McGovern's third year. You got to play him somewhere, you know, at this point. He's a third-round pick, and he's not contributing to your team. So you really have to figure something out. Um, now, let's see here. Uh, Rob says, I really think they just want to get Williams snaps because they need a backup. And that's fine, too. I understand that, wanting to have a backup center. But you know what? You're now compromising Connor Williams, the left guard. Andre says swing tackle still a huge problem too. Yeah, I mean this was not. I don't. Last week I, I definitely felt worse than I do in this initial moment about Ty and Seki, uh, but it is definitely still something that is um, is, is needing to be addressed. So uh, that is our first loss, uh, first loser of the night. Uh, second loser, Rico Dowdle. And really, the only reason for this is he had a fumble. I mean, if you have a fumble, if you turn the ball over, you're going to be on the losers list. So that one's pretty quick and easy to get through. Third loser. We're still talking about losers here on our postgame show. If you're a late arrival, welcome. We're blogging the boys, the best Dallas Cowboys website on the internet. This is our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. We love you. Seriously, we really love you. But third loser of the night, Travis Bush, the first to get there, said I did pronounce their name correctly. Thank you very much. I'm awesome at pronouncing names. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's Kelvin Joseph. 
for me. Kelvin Joseph. And I almost put Kelvin Joseph in honorable mentions because I didn't feel passionate about making Kelvin Joseph a loser. Got beat by Christian Kirk. A lot of people thought it was a push off. Um, but the reason that Kelvin ultimately falls into the loser category for me, and loser is such a harsh word, right? I feel harsh saying it every time that we do here. Um, but all this week, all the storylines were about how Kelvin Joseph could become a starter. And I don't know exactly where you, whether you're watching or listening, watch this game, whether you watch the NFL Network broadcast and caught the Cardinals version, or whether you watch the Cowboys home broadcast, which was great. But the Cowboys broadcast talked about, again, this was a story that kind of hovered around all week, how Kelvin Joseph is challenging for a starting role within the Cowboys defense. And that makes sense on paper, that Kelvin Joseph would be challenging and wanting to become a starter, right? Nobody is disagreeing with that idea on paper and in principle. However, the idea that that is a practical thing right now is hard to take and hard to understand. Kelvin Joseph doesn't look awful. I'm, I'm not here to say that, and I don't think anybody here believes that, but he does not look like somebody who can start right now. He does not look like a second-round pick right now. He will obviously get better as time goes on, as the season goes on. He'll obviously kind of get said and acclimate to his surroundings. Uh, Jalen McGill says Kelvin Joseph had one bad game. I disagree. Kelvin hasn't really flashed throughout camp the way other corners have. We've seen Maurice Kennedy flash. We've seen the Sean Wright flash. We've even seen Israel Mukwamu's playing safety flash. We've seen Anthony Brown have better moments so far than Kelvin Joseph. Again, I'm not saying that he is awful or terrible or needs to be cut or anything dramatic like that, but he is a loser in this particular context because the hype was that he could start for this team, and I don't think that he can start right now. Now, a lot of you mentioned the Sean Wright when we talked about winners. Obviously, it makes sense to bring him up right now. Although, before we do, let's actually take a look at the aforementioned uh, Christian Kirk beating uh, Kelvin Joseph. Not a great moment. Protection right here. Look how good this is. You get that release on Joseph. Looked like a safety was over the top. Carry the fade on a cover two scheme. An excellent read and an excellent throw by Colt McCoy. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I mean... You can convince me that's a bush off. I'm, I don't feel passionate about that either. Uh, that was not the, you know, only, uh, you know, only terrible moment or only down moment for, uh, 
for Calvin Joseph this evening. You know what? I'm going to take Brian Bradford's recommendation. Change the name of, of loser winner to stock up, stock down. We'll definitely take that into consideration. Because, yeah, loser just feels so mean. I don't want to be mean about this. But uh, young Aristotle, Diggs, Wright, Lewis are my starting cornerbacks. Lots of faith and lots of confidence early on in the Sean Wright, who, by the way, is one of our honorable mentions. Not quite a winner. We had some great moments. We saw some great moments from Nashawn Wright against the Arizona Cardinals. And and there's no question that he is right right now the better rookie corner, right? I don't think that any of us doubt that. And it's it's obviously funny and, and it's amazing given the the way that he was drafted and the reaction to that. You know, we were on our live show that night and there were so many people who said, I've never even heard of this guy. Obviously, his story is something that is really interesting and really fun to root for. And now it's really fun that he's become this guy and he's really proving the Cowboys to be right in this capacity. And it's just, you know, we're two preseason games in, so we're keeping that context overall. But we're, we're talking about this roster and how we can see it kind of playing out and being put together. And Deshaun Wright, I don't know that, you know, for me right now, my starting corners, I mean, to, to get to that point, are still probably Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, and Jordan Lewis. I think that Maurice Kennedy is challenging to be in that group more than anybody else. But Nashawn Wright is definitely proving to be somebody who the Cowboys were right to believe in when they did when they took him in the third round. But I thought he played well. I thought that he showed that length. We saw that. We saw the PBU. We saw him almost get that interception, that diving one in the third quarter. And that was really nice to see. Nashawn Wright definitely um, – I, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't think it's a, a doubt that he is, you know, the the best rookie corner on the team. Uh, interesting question here or point from Christopher Lopez is I still think Joseph gets an interception before. Um, I will ask you if you are watching us live, whether on YouTube or Facebook. Again, if you're watching or listening after the fact, you could still play along. But if you're watching us live, who gets an interception first? And we'll uh, we'll allow this to be preseason or regular season. So it doesn't have to be, you know, right now, but. Ultimately, who gets their hands on a football first in any game, preseason or regular season game? We're talking about Kelvin Joseph versus Nashawn Wright. Just the two of them. Which one? Because I think the answer is Nashawn Wright. I, I ultimately believe that myself. I think Kelvin might get more opportunities just by virtue of, of draft stock. I mean, you know, in the NFL, so much can be determined by draft stock and contracts and things like that. Um, lots of you say Joseph. Uh, just about everybody says Joseph. Um, you know, Jalen actually says boss man. Look at that. Um, nice, uh, nice way to do that. Um, every, in fact, we got another boss man fat Geechee's sports kitchen says 40, uh, talking about Nishan, Wright. Eric says, uh, Nishan, Wright. David Allen Romo, uh, says Nishan, Wright. So we're kind of split here. Um, so ultimately a really nice showing for Nishan, Wright In Arizona, we like to see that. So, uh, let's see here. Let's go to another honorable mention. We still have uh, a couple of losers to get to not as, uh, as, flagrant losers as we've had so far but bradley and i bradley and i had a bad moment where he just assaulted the arizona quarterback and you can't do that you're going to get called for that every time but bradley and i had an opportunity tonight this was maybe the largest or, or highest volume opportunity that bradley and i has had since joining the dallas cowboys last year and i think he made the most of it you have to take that penalty into consideration because it did happen however the fact that Bradley and I was getting past the line of scrimmage, getting past his man, beating his man so often, so frequently is encouraging. And I think if you are a Bradley and I stand, we are Bradley and I stands at blogging the boys. We were screaming last season for the Cowboys to put him in late in the year. I mean, he showed why a lot of people believe in him. Uh, Louis Stagger says on point with an eye. The Reaper says an eye played great. Uh, Christopher Lopez says you wave an eye and he won't make it past waivers. I am definitely worried um, that the Cowboys might 
feel like they can sneak him by. Uh, by the way, El Notorious One says, I love what you've done with the room background. Um, if you have watched several of our videos here at Blogging the Boys on our YouTube channel, you know that this space uh, to my right, um, I think it's your left, uh, was empty. Don't worry. The wife got on me. We got it fixed. Everything's all good now. But so appreciate you uh, you noticing that. Uh, Carlos says, love to see the aggression from an eye. Totally agree. Um, I mean, it, it was it was nice. Uh, DJ Dogs has a nice shot. Some moves tonight. Had three clear shots of the quarterback. Again, the penalty, an obvious demerit. But overall, a really nice night. I think I like the Lunatics comment the best. A nice showed the motor tonight. A little too much on the penalty. And that's okay. We can dial that back. We can fix that. You, you can fix penalty issues. You can fix things like that. You can adjust those things. What you can't adjust is a lack of motor, is a lack of athleticism. Bradley and I checks all of the boxes in all of the right ways. We can work on the penalty, but you know because that penalty is there, it does hinder him from joining the winner's category. So, hey, that's why we invented the honorable mentions categories. We can sneak these guys in. Uh, similarly, I thought you know Bradley and I played really well. Dorrance Armstrong played really well. We already talked about them. Rondell Carter. I thought Rondell Carter had a great game overall. I mean, seriously, Rondell Carter, not from start to finish, but the second half was really kind of Rondell. So late first half, too. I mean, really just kind of showed himself. Uh, you know, this was really the the night of uh, for the Dukes of JMU, obviously. But, I mean, Rondell Carter got after the quarterback. And, I, I mean, I don't know that, you know, we're all talking about here. Andre now says it would be a huge mistake uh, to cut an eye. And maybe an eye doesn't get cut. Maybe he's part of the 53-man roster. I don't know that we can say the same confidently for Rondell Carter. Um, now, I agree with Manny. Too many costly penalties. And that's another point. That's why he's only an honorable mention. Um, and Baru Weddings says Carter was good last week, too. The Reaper says Carter is getting better. Yeah, these are positive steps in the right direction. And that's an important thing. I mean, the fact that the Cowboys are playing this extra preseason game, obviously, uh, is arduous and adds to the toll of it all. But it gives us the opportunity to see players like this, players further down the roster. And I do think that Rondo Carter showed up. Um, now, we didn't include him in any you know winners or honorable mentions. But uh, I do want to talk about Osa Adigizua, who played well, definitely played well down the stretch near the end of this game. DJ Doc 31 says Osa Adigizua is going to be special. This was a really promising game for a lot of rookies on the team. Really didn't see much from C.D. Lamb. Um, or not, I don't know why I said C.D. Lamb, but uh, C.D. still feels like a rookie to me because he's, he's joining Dak Prescott for kind of the first time in totality. But uh, Micah Parsons was in for a cup of coffee, and that's fine. Kelvin Joseph, not the greatest outing, and we've already established that. Nishan Wright played really well. I thought Israel Mukwamu had some nice moments. Jabril Cox we've hyped up. But Osa Adigizua had a really great game near the end of it, and that is important to know. It's nice to see that really materializing all of these players. We've all had a little bit of hope for in different ways. So Osa Adigizua getting involved is very, very, very encouraging. Again, didn't make our list, you know, at all. But so let's see here. Our honorable mentions, we've already gone through, just so you're aware. In fact, let's give you a full rundown. Our winners, we do five winners, five honorable mentions, five losers, a.k.a. stock downs. Winners, Keanu Neal, Lyle Collins, Dorrance Armstrong, Jabril Cox, and Hunter Nicewander. Honorable mentions, Bradley and I, Rondell Carter, Garrett Gilbert and Ben DiNucci, and uh, Nishan Wright. Losers, we've got Connor Williams, for obvious reasons, Rico Dowdle because he fumbled the ball. Kelvin Joseph, again, we established that not a great night for him. Uh, another loser drops. This was a, a heavy, heavy, heavy drop day, drop evening, drop game 
for the Cowboys. What are you doing? I mean, and I know it's not Michael Gallup had a drop early on. You know, it's not like it's just, you know, your Reggie Davises or whatever dropping passes. I mean, it's it's not concerning, but it's it's like what's going on? That's the point where I'm at. You know, I'm I'm my attention is is up on this subject. Why are there drops happening here? We don't want to see this and that's something that we want to nip in the bud right away. Uh, young Aristotle says, who do you think fills out the roster wide receiver? Let's play this game. Everybody who's watching young Aristotle has inspired us. Uh, young Aristotle says, I've got Wilson at four talking about Cedric Wilson, obviously, uh, probably Brown at five. No clue who our six would be if we take six. So we have established that the top three wide receivers are the aforementioned CD lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. Great. We all agree. Number four, Cedric Wilson. Again, totally agree. Number five, Noah Brown. I don't know if you, the viewer, the listener, agree with me, but the moment the Cowboys drafted Simi Fajoko, it felt like Noah Brown wasn't going to make this team. I'm glad to be proven wrong in that capacity. Noah Brown has had a great training camp and really, I think, established himself as one of the five receivers on this team. I don't know. I saw our friend Dave Hellman from DallasCowboys.com tweeted this point out, and I agree with it. We like to say this a lot. Like I think we say this every year. Um, you can't cut so-and-so because they're not going to make it through. They're going to get claimed. You know, everybody's going to want to claim that guy. And that's generally not that true. But I think that that is definitely true in the case of Simi Fajoko. I thought something very interesting last week during the Hall of Fame game when Joe Buck and Troy Aikman uh, were interviewing all of the class members for the Hall of Fame class. And they spoke to John Lynch, who's obviously a Hall of Famer now, but the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers. He talked about Simi Fajoko and how they were specifically interested in him. So we literally know that another NFL team was interested in him. So I think you can, I think it's more fair to be alert in that way than, than it usually is, is my point. Um, so I think you have to keep Simi Fajoko, which is why I agree with Andre. Fajoko will be wide receiver six. The Reaper says Turner is my six, talking about Malik Turner. Um, and that's what it comes down to. Christopher Lopez hits it right here. Malik or Simi Fajoko are going to be that sixth one. Uh, Andre says it's Fajoko will definitely be claimed. I mean, you, you're going to have to carry six. And that's why, you know, we've got a comment here uh, that from skeptical fan that it's not too kind to Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci had a nice night. You know, let's Ben DiNucci's not the guy to bag on tonight. Ben DiNucci was an easy target after the Hall of Fame game, but Ben DiNucci played moderately well against the Cardinals and deserves a little bit of attaboys. But um, that being said, He's not going to be on this roster. And, and, you know, last year the Cowboys carried three quarterbacks. And I think it it only makes sense to carry two, right? I mean, it's Dak, it's Garrett Gilbert. You don't need to waste our time with anything else here. So there's an extra roster spot for us. If we can carry six wide receivers, I think it's Noah Brown and Simi Fajoko there at the end. Your bottom three, because we know the top three, are Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, Simi Fajoko. Uh, Manny, with another great point, if we don't carry a fullback, Simi makes it and we carry an extra receiver. That's another one. Skeptical fan says he's a project. Yeah, I mean, you really, if you're the Cowboys, want to hold on to him because we've talked about several times the future of this team at wide receivers, a little bit in flux. What's it going to look like in 2022? It's going to be CeeDee Lamb and either Michael Gallup or Amari Cooper, who's going to be that third component. You're going to bring Cedric Wilson back. Is Simi Fajoko going to evolve? So on and so forth. But that's a 2022 issue, not a 2021. Uh, I do agree with DJ Dog. Danucci, the last drive was absolutely terrible. Yes, but we're going to choose to focus on the positive. Danucci had a nice moment. Look, I agree with Chris. Uh, Danucci also had horrible blocking by the Dallas fans. Says I agree. Uh, Chris says Danucci is not uh, is not good. Sidearm is not going to cut it, and he should have had an interception on the last drive. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, the very first play with Ben DiNucci, we were all gassed up, right? Like, here he is, chance to go win the game. Very first play is almost an interception. And that is kind of the Ben DiNucci way. I want to be clear in case anybody doesn't understand this. Um, the Ben DiNucci's awesome thing is a fun meme right now. So just so we're on the same page. It's a fun meme. He's He's fun to root for. But, yeah, I mean, we all agree that he is not going to be on this roster. But – we have to fix the drops issue. It was not a good night for the Cowboys in that capacity. So that is our fourth loser. Final loser is health. Tonight sucked from a health perspective. It was very, very, very not good. We already mentioned Neville Gallimore. Uh, we've got here a summary of the injuries. Neville Gallimore has the elbow issue. Sean McEwen went out with the ankle. Ty Inseki, the knee. Anthony Hines, the shoulder. And even Malik Turner got, uh, got hurt with the foot issue. This is not cool, football. What are you doing? The number one goal of preseason games is to come out healthy. Now, granted, none of these injuries on their face are devastating, although the Neville Gallimore one could potentially be. Uh, and, you know, we've all – I don't know if we've all, but a lot of people have kind of written off Tristan Hill because the Cowboys have uh, Neville Gallimore, who's played really well, obviously, last season as a rookie and has come along in his second season. Obviously, Brent Urban's another option, Carlos Watkins. There are bodies there. But Neville Gallimore being hurt could seriously impact this defensive line, the overall rotation, uh, rotation the overall group. That would be very, very, very not cool. Uh, and so this sucks. I mean, it it's not great uh, to have players be hurt, to have players sustain injuries. There are still two preseason games left for the Cowboys. All right. They have two more to get to now. Thankfully, the Cowboys are about to get home. We've got about to get settled. They're going to be back at the Star in Frisco. They're going to have their final two preseason games at AT&T Stadium before they get ready to take on Tampa. But, I mean, it was a costly night in that perspective. Hopefully, the MRI results for Neville Gallimore are fine. Hopefully, everybody else is fine. Hopefully, the Cowboys are able to ultimately, you know, kind of settle in. Now, uh, one more thing here, um, kind of on the subject of winners and losers. We didn't mention him, uh, but we did talk about him as a um, as an injury that was brought up. Skeptical fans, his tie still hasn't shown he can be a swing tackle. Um, this is a bit of a harder question to answer, but I want to challenge you because I believe in you. Who should be the swing tackle at Dallas Cowboys? Because I don't know. Who should who should be the swing tackle for the Dallas Cowboys? Right now, if you if you have to pick right now, you have to pick this second. Who is your swing tackle? Because it's probably Ty Inseki. And I don't think any of us are pumped about that. But I, that's that's the answer. I mean, you, there's no better answer than that, unfortunately. I mean, if you have one, I'm all ears. Um, now, young Aristotle says Steeler Knight, and that's those are options. Um, and Dallas fan, I think, puts it the best way. Uh, says, honestly, it's crazy, but it's Terrence Steele. Um, now this is a fair answer to, although you guys are cheating, uh, John 6,005 and David Smith both say Zach Martin. Yes, that's true. Although Mike McCarthy would tell you that that's playing fantasy football and you can't do that. Um, DJ dogs says steel is my swing tackle. That's crazy. Honestly, that Terrence Steele and all credit in the world to Terrence Steele, but that is crazy that right now we are at a place where, and when I say Ty Seki is the answer, that's the, what the Cowboys will do. The Cowboys will will prioritize Ty Inseki to be the swing tackle. That's where my answer is coming from. But I agree with you. It should be Terrence Steele at this point. Um, and that's that's a little disconcerting. Right? <laughs> I mean, and look, 
I, I don't think that this is something we can blame the Cowboys for um, or, or point fingers at. I mean, they went out. They got an established veteran in Ty Inseki with the hope and the understanding that he would be that guy, and he just hasn't been that guy. And that's frustrating. But um, obviously, I, I think Terrence Steele is a unique player in that he's an undrafted free agent uh, or was an undrafted free agent last year and already has an enormous amount of NFL experience. That's a really rare thing for a tackle. Um not that that ultimately makes him amazing or anything like that, but um, it's a better uh, it's a better reality than most to Dallas fans' points. The steel has improved, though. I agree. I mean, um, it's it's troubling, and I think that right now we're, we're kind of assessing how we feel about this team. And I'll I'll pivot to this question, um, or this my question is actually asking you for a question. What questions do you still have about this team? We're now halfway through the preseason. What questions, what concerns do you still have? Because for me, if we're power ranking, if we're putting them in order and you're saying, what are your top concerns with the Dallas Cowboys at the moment? I'm not concerned about Dak. I'm not worried about that. Like every national show will tell you, I'm worried about swing tackle. That's where I'm most worried because unfortunately it is a matter of when in all likelihood and not if that Tyron Smith is going to miss time. I don't think anybody realizes this. Tyron has not played a full season since 2015. Dak Prescott has never played an entire season with Tyron Smith. And granted, last year was a, a bit of an outlier in that sense. I mean, he's normally missing three or so games. Um, and so last year was was just, you know, ultimate sadness in that sense. Um, but so it is you, – you have to assume – you have to. The responsible thing, if you are building this team, is to assume that Tyron Smith is going to miss time. And so is Tyron Secchi that guy? I mean, is, is Ty and Se- if you have to play three games, you know, with Ty and Secchi a tackle as opposed to Tyron Smith, I mean, do you do you really feel good about that? In fact, we've got the schedule right here. Let's put this up. Week 7 through 12. Say you had to play, you know, weeks 11, 12, and 13, right? So 11, 12, and 13, you've got Kansas City, Vegas on Thanksgiving, and then New Orleans on Thursday night. And that's that rough stretch where you go Thursday to Thursday. Say you had to play those three games. I mean, Kansas City's already tough. And so now you're doing, you know, this this stretch without Tyron Smith and Vegas. I mean, you know, I don't think any of us are scared of Derek Carr and John Gruden, but whatever. And then New Orleans, and I know I know we don't know what they're gonna look like, but look at the last stretch. Look at after New Orleans. All right, say say after that second Thursday game that in to start December, say Tyron Smith had to miss two weeks. I mean, you, the Cowboys, their final five games are four games within the division. They play three NFC East games in a row. They play Washington twice in three weeks in weeks 14 and 16. And so you have to assume that Tyron Smith is going to miss some time. Now, I agree with DJ Dog that backup center is also up there, so really kind of depth along the offensive line. And I also think it's fair to say that just about every team in the NFL probably feels like they need depth along their offensive line. Um, so the Cowboys aren't rare in that sense. It's not like everybody else has uh, a ton of depth, uh, you know, a tackle and center and guard and et cetera. Uh, now, a lot of you have said defensive tackle, uh, especially as Dallas fan notes now that Gallimore is injured. Totally agree. I mean, and I don't know what the fix is there. I mean, I think a week ago people would have said Gerald McCoy, right? Bring him back, see what he's got, whatever, blah, blah. But now he's in, in Vegas with the Raiders. Um, but defensive tackle now is definitely up there. Uh, Amit Sharan says QB2 is a concern. I agree with this, um, but I've kind of forced myself to stop worrying about it because the Cowboys are clearly not. The Cowboys clearly feel like Garrett Gilbert is a serviceable uh backup um and so that's fine now alex says i'm okay with our backup on first team he did good um rj he tore pittsburgh a good one last year he needs more rep with the ones o-line needs the most help 
I see, like I don't, I don't put a lot of stock personally into Garrett Gilbert's game against Pittsburgh last year. And I know that that's gotten a lot of hype and that's a huge reason why he's probably regarded the way that he is. But I mean, if, if you follow the NFL as a whole, Pittsburgh was really, you know, taken on water at that point in the season. I mean, they were, they had a lot of close calls before they ultimately lost to Washington. They, they were a team that was ready to be had. And I think the Cowboys were just kind of the, a spunky enough team to really kind of give it to them at that point in time. Um, so I just, I don't think that, Again, I'm I'm not trying to take away from Garrett Gilbert. I just don't think that 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 almost win was was of high quality. Um, so you know it is what it is. Uh, skeptical fans says we didn't do squat in the draft to bolster the offensive line, and that's where I don't think you can blame the Cowboys. I mean, I get that, and they did pass on Rashawn Slater twice because they traded back from ten to twelve. But the Cowboys had defensive needs. They went after that. They. I don't want to say their offense or their offensive line is built on a house of cards from a health perspective, but if things get rough, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard in the NFL and that's, that's life. And so I think our, our primary concern right now is depth along the offensive line uh, and defensive tackle. And it, and honestly, if those are the biggest concerns right now, I think we're doing all right. Like, I'm not trying to say the sky is falling. I know you're not saying that either, but um, I think that everything is okay. I mean, it could obviously be better, but I think everything is relatively okay, and that's exciting. I mean, we're halfway through the preseason. Um, we're almost at the regular season. We'll see how things kind of stabilize. This was a promising game for the Cowboys in a number of ways. Like I said, Keanu Neal looked great. Lyle Collins looked great. I mean, Leighton Vanderish looked good at times. Dorans Armstrong's coming out. In fact, we've got the Dorans Armstrong sack here. Take a look at this. Four-man rush. You can see they're on Colt McCoy right now. That is a breakdown by the. I mean, there's a lot to be happy about. There's a lot to be positive about. Um, and so that's a good thing. Ultimately, right now, this game against Arizona, I think it was it was a good 7 out of 10. You know, it's a good 7 out of 10. And ultimately, because it's, it, now the Cowboys get to get home. Now they get to reorganize, restabilize. Um, and. You know, get ready for week one. So um, we will have a highlight video available for you on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel on Saturday morning-ish. Uh, about Saturday morning-ish. Hey, we, we got to sleep. And, you know, Manchester United plays on Saturday, so I got to get up bright and early. Uh, but we will have a highlight video with all the highlights from Friday night's game against Arizona available for you. Please subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We do these live streams all the time. We love them. We podcast them, too. So if you're a podcast listener, please subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast network. So we've got our highlights package dropped on Saturday, and we will be live again next Tuesday night after the episode of Hard Knocks. We are having live recap sessions here on the YouTube channel, several of our staffers joining us to discuss what we saw. So please make sure to join us as we discuss, uh, you know, them showing Ben DiNucci's amazing touchdown, because that's obviously going to happen. So great game. All right, everybody. Great game. Appreciate you staying up late. Appreciate you being here. I say this all the time, and I mean it with all of my heart. It is the sickest thing in the world to me that we get to all come together. We get to talk about our favorite team. We get to figure out things. We get to work through them together. Football season's back, and my heart is so full, and we're just so happy and so privileged that you choose to spend part of it with Blog and the Boys. Uh, it is literally our job to give you the best Dallas Cowboys content possible, and we take that very seriously. So uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great weekend. If we don't talk to you soon enough, uh, make sure to check out blogandtheboys.com. We'll have a lot of analysis and recaps and discussions about the preseason game, things we want to see and the like. And so, um, yeah, do me a favor and have the best weekend of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.